Inside Look at the Cleveland Browns. I'm Andy McNamara alongside Matt Florjancy from WKYC Sports in Cleveland getting ready for the Browns to march into Foxborough and take on the undefeated New England Patriots. Seems like an impossible task, but I think they're up for the challenge. You might need some Cleveland whiskey during the game, folks. Hopefully for some celebration purposes. That's what we're brought to you by, ClevelandWhiskey.com. Uh, pop the, the second bottle from my trip to Cleveland, Matt, the Cleveland 87. So I'm on bottle two, so I hope you and Jesse are on your way up for a, uh, a visit sometime soon because I'll have you doing some, some bootlegging run for me for, uh, for some Cleveland whiskey. I, I got to restock soon. <laughs> it doesn't last long with you, does it? It, it does. Yeah. It. It's it's for celebration. It's for uh, drowning sorrows. But it's always drowning sorrows. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's always delicious though. I like the '87, the Hickory Wood, of course. Try check out all the different underground stuff. Um, and the Cleveland Christmas Bourbon will be coming up. The artwork they had the open house a couple weeks ago. Check it out, ClevelandWhiskey.com. Great looking bottle. But the Christmas Bourbon is coming out real soon. So make sure you check for it at the stores if you're out of state. You can still get your Cleveland whiskey. Just find out distribution centers nearest to you. Go to clevelandwhiskey.com. Give them a follow. Great recipes and cocktails as well for the holiday season or the fall. Uh, at Cleve Whiskey on Twitter and at Cleveland Whiskey on Instagram. All right, Matt. It is uh, Patriots week. We know how good the Patriots are. Their defense is playing at a historic level. And the one question might be, okay, they haven't really played anybody that great but the 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 aura of how how good this team can be and what they've done so far this many years into Belichick Brady is is pretty outstanding what's what's your feeling going into this game right off the bat uh, we're gonna find out just how up to the challenge this Browns team is uh, and you know they had two weeks to prepare for this game and we've got to see some positive things here. Uh, they had a great game plan for the Seattle Seahawks and were able to jump out to a huge lead and then the wheels kind of came off the wagon after that. They have to put together a 60-minute game and they know that they have to be close to perfect in executing that game plan if they hope to beat the Patriots in Foxborough. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Matt. The Patriots never beat themselves, right? They always, they are so technically sound. They've been in the same system forever. So they kind of, it's kind of a little bit of a rope-a-dope sometimes. The game might not always be pretty, but you look up and in the end, you make the one mistake, they capitalize on it, and it's done. And for this Browns team, the problem has been they've been beating themselves, as you just said. Penalties, warranted or otherwise, uh, turnovers, play call, whatever. It just seems they find ways, and that's what you get with a rookie head coach, uh, a quarterback entering his second year. And just inexperienced overall it's it has been done though matt and i'll i'll say this the last time the browns beat the patriots i was there it was in cleveland though i was in the dog pound it was 2010 colt mccoy and the peyton hillis you're hurtling over people and it was eric mangini who trounced the pats and the, the key that that game matt was mangini knew belichick so well he created two separate game plans it was coming out of the bye week as well because bill is able to adjust at halftime so well, but two totally different game plans, and they won that game. Uh, I wonder if Freddie Kitchen, Kitchens and company take some sort of that strategy and try to really mix up Belichick, because that's you, you got to get creative. You do have to get creative, um, but Angini was dealing out of a different deck. 
uh, in terms of kitchens because he had the added advantage of knowing what the what was up with the Patriots and how they ran their stuff and how they handled their business. Yeah. But kitchen doesn't. He's never been in the building, and they have to figure out what's going to work against the Patriots team because I'm um, not much had. Um, I think they've given up less than a handful of offensive touchdowns the entire season. So you're dealing with it like like you said, a, a near historically good defense, and you have to be basically ready for anything. And we know that's the case. Now, Josh Gordon is not going to play IR and will likely be released. They acquired Mohamed Sanu earlier, uh, well, uh, uh, earlier in the week. And this is a situation where they've been trying to get him for uh, before the season, give up a second round pick. So you had another versatile weapon there with Mohamed Sanu. But really, Matt, the whole story has been the defense. And you'll have two former Browns, Jamie Collins and Danny Shelton, Naturally, they go to New England and actually are, are, are doing something. Um, this and is Jason McCourty too. Don't and, about Jason. Yeah, and Jason McCourty. Matt, what scares me is they're like lead the league in turnovers and just overall defense, and that's been an issue. I still maintain a large part of that is due to play calling, not getting the ball out of Baker's hands quicker. Like, just look at what Tom Brady does, Matt. Follow that formula. Get, his offensive lines are average. He gets the ball out fast. Get it out of Baker's hand. Just follow what Brady does. He doesn't have to have the best O-line because it's not in his hand long enough. He doesn't have to have the best wide receivers either. He just has guys that do their jobs. And I know that's the Patriot of the organization. I get it. You do your job. But they get people to buy into that philosophy. Yeah. They do their job. And they don't try to do too much and go outside of their responsibilities. And if that's an offensive line holding on for two seconds and giving Brady time to throw crossing routes to Julian Edelman or a down the field throw to, uh, you know, whoever is running the fly route, you know, they just do their job. And there's a reason why the Patriots are seven to know. And there's a reason why they've maintained uh, their success despite having a backup center and a backup left tackle play for the majority of the season so far because of injuries. And that's where the Browns come in with the offensive line. You mentioned that, Matt. Let's switch over there because now there's lots of rumor and innuendo about who will start where. Will will Greg Robinson be pulled? Will Wyatt Teller get in for Cush? Will McCray get over to, to left tackle or right tackle. Like, there, there seems like there's so much up in the air. Freddie Kitchen's playing coy with the media. What are you anticipating on the offensive line? And is making too many moves a smart move? We saw it work last year when Greg Robinson came in and it just really clicked with Baker, but he's really fallen off. It, it just seems like you've got to try to do something. But Matt, what scares me is I don't know if I really want to be trying to work in new people at different positions when you're facing the Patriots? I don't think anything is going to change this week. Next week's a different story. Uh, trade deadline is Tuesday in the NFL, and I would very much expect them to make some kind of move to help bolster that offensive line. But there's no way they're going to be able to get a guy up to speed that quickly if they, say, pull off a trade today. 
Yeah. The guy wouldn't get into town until tomorrow. He'd be uh, then he'd be getting on a plane with the team, probably sitting with his offensive line coach the entire hour and fifty minute flight to to New England, and then uh, you know spending all night trying to learn the playbook before he's getting pressed into the starting lineup against a, a stout Patriots team. I just don't see that as a formula that's smart and or uh, you know gives me any hope that there, it will be a success. I think you have to run with the guys you have right now and try to bolster it for the coming weeks, but you're pretty much set right now. I mean, this is Friday of game week. You you don't make too many changes on Friday Yeah. unless you absolutely have to. Boy, this is... I guess we got to get to now here. The Jarvis Landry, I consider them kind of non-comments, but the media, both in Boston, Cleveland, everyone kind of try to blew it up as, uh, or blow it up as Jarvis Landry guaranteeing a win. He has pretty much said, look, we expect to win. It might have come off a little awkwardly phrased, but I'm sure the Patriots will, will and Belichick will use that for some extra motivation of some sort. What did you think of the comments? You, you know, you're in these scrums. Was this taken out of context? Did Jarvis speak out of turn? I think he meant to say we're going there to win Yeah. instead of we're going to win. I think when he said we're going to win in his mind, he meant we're going up to New England to win this game. We're not, you know, that's the mindset. And I, and I get that, and you have to have that. That's an important mindset to have, especially going up against that team. I just don't think it came out the way he was really anticipating. And... <laughs> Unfortunately for him, it's going to look like he gave the Patriots blackboard material. And I don't know that that was necessarily the plan or what he intended to do, but ultimately that's what happened. And now the Browns have to deal with it. God. That's what we need, right? Just what. You, you don't give any extra motivation. It's, boy, and you know what? It was a bit refreshing, though, that you want to have that balance, Matt, of you don't want to give bulletin board material and you want to be respectful, blah, blah, but you also don't want it to make it seem like, wow, these guys are the best ever. I don't know how the heck we're going to win, which is kind of the vibe I was getting from, well, that's, from the coaches. a good majority of the other comments. That's right. I mean, you listen to Odell Beckham Jr. and Freddie Kitchens, and... It's like they they are smitten with the Patriots. They they think they're the greatest you know thing going. And while they've been great, it's not like they're infallible. They have had issues before, and they have lost games. Um, but you would never know that by listening to Odell and to to Freddie Kitchens. I mean, Odell sounded like he he wanted to. Uh, I mean, he reiterated that he always you know, dreamed of playing with Tom Brady. And I thought, wow, okay. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um, you probably don't let that be the season when you're about to play the guy. But, you know, they they have a healthy respect for what the Patriots have done, and they're trying to become Patriot-esque uh, at the Browns. But I don't know. I, I think they needed to be a balanced struck, and I think – Jarvis tried to strike that balance after hearing some of the comments from Wednesday. Uh, it just 
came out not how he would have anticipated. No, not not at all. Not not at all. And yeah, it's it's something where you don't want to have it. You go into the game and you're in awe of these guys. Like they're, they're a great team, obviously, duh, right? But but this is where Matt, I wonder. For Baker, for everybody else, they love the underdog role. That's where they thrived last year. Nobody's expecting this team to win. Maybe not even the Browns themselves, but like nobody is counting on them to win. It's the 425 game, one of the two 425 games. Uh, Patriots are 12 and a half point favorites. And this is a game, Matt, where the Browns, we talked about it through the year. The Browns should have won the opener to Tennessee. Now you have to find a way to win a game you're not supposed to win to make it up. You're 2-4 and four right now. This would be the ultimate game for that. You win somehow. You're 3-4. and four, You get a bit of that swag back. You go into face Denver the next week. The Broncos stink. You can get on a run. If you go to 2-5, and five, Matt, realistically, to make the playoffs or have any shot of it, and it depends what the Ravens do, um, you can only lose two more games. You you can't dip below nine and seven to even remain in the conversation. That's a pretty hard get. So th- this game is so important against the ultimate opponent. Yeah, no question about that, Andy. They can't fall too far or further behind. They're already two and a half games behind the Ravens. The only saving grace is that they have a game in hand over Baltimore with one more to play, and they've got five divisional games over the last, I think, seven weeks of the season. So uh, it'll still be in reach. You just don't want it to get further away. And if you are able to go and beat the Patriots and they're following up with the Browns, uh, you know, that's good. But you can't just let that be, you know, think you won the Super Bowl or something by beating the Patriots in an October game. You have to make it meaningful by stacking wins together. This has not been a team that has done that to this point, but they have a heck of an opportunity to catch the world's attention by what they do in Foxborough. Sure do, man. So, Matt, keys to victory here, okay? I think it has to begin and end with... Limiting the mistakes. They can't be having stupid penalties. You're going to be having that. The uh, Baker re- doubled down. He's probably going to get fined again against the officials. We'll see if they hold that against him or not. Um, but not beating yourselves is step one. If you get anywhere close to stupid penalties or unnecessary turnovers, it's over. So I guess it begins with that. And and, yeah. and, and, and Matt, Matt, like that right there, they haven't proven they've been able to get out of their own way. So th- that that is a, a guess and a hope that we have right now. We can't actually point to something that says that they will actually do that. Yeah, I, I, at this point, like you said, it's, it's a hope that they can do it, but they've got to show you they can do it, and they haven't to this point. Uh, it's been, you know, one self-inflicted wound after another, a penalty here, a turnover here, and then... When you're starting first and 20 and you have to throw the ball more, guess what? You're you're more susceptible to turnovers, and you see that a lot with Baker. I think he's up to 11 interceptions now. Not all his fault. Just a lot of self-inflicted mistakes. Yeah, not, like, not all his fault, but... Uh... No, no, no. I, 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 will, I will say this. There's probably four or five of them that... Should come off his record because it, it's not nearly as bad as eleven would would seem. 
Um, it's not like he completely just threw it to the wrong jersey. No, I mean, no. He's had some bad bounces. He's been snake bitten by the fact that Antonio Callaway still on this roster. Yeah, that went right in there. And doesn't know how to run routes and doesn't know how to line up in formations and doesn't know how to catch the ball. Consistently, you know, it was a great addition to this roster that should have never been made. Well, no, I I know how you here's feel about Callaway. Here's my Zane Gonzalez and Greg Joseph. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say that now. I was going to say, he, he is that for you, no doubt. Um, so, Matt, to me on the defensive line, this is a huge game for them. The pass rush from the outside, Brady's so good at getting rid of the ball. Um, what do you think about, like, and I don't know if Steve Wilkes is, is up for this or not, but to me... I would really try to get that pressure from the inside. And if Richardson and Ogunjobi aren't cutting it, maybe start shuffling in Miles Garrett. Like, try to try to mix it up and collapse that pocket because Brady is not mobile. And if you can get to him through the middle, that's the quickest path, and that's where you could maybe force him to make some mistakes. So on the offensive side, I think it really comes to the tackles. And like I said, I, I would get creative. Like, throw Garrett in there. Throw, like, mix it up. You have to to pressure Brady because we know if you do um Buffalo did it Buffalo held the Pats to 16 points like it, it can be done yeah if you keep the game low scoring you're gonna have a shot yeah. if you try to get into a shootout with the Patriots oh, it's over uh good luck yeah it's god over. bless because you're gonna need it um I, I truthfully I uh, I agree that you have to be creative in how you attack this team. I don't know what that means in terms of personnel, but you have to do something that they don't expect. And yeah. I think Miles actually said it on Wednesday, is, you know, get pressure up the middle, pressure mm-hmm. up the middle, make Brady uncomfortable, put somebody in his face. And that's really the key. I mean, if you can't get to Tom Brady, maybe you're able to win this game. Maybe you're able to force turnovers. Maybe you're able to hurry in hurry passes and become incomplete. All that starts to add up after a while, and maybe, just maybe, if they get enough pressure on Brady, and that being said, though, they have to watch small passes to James White yeah. and Julian Elman. Yeah. Uh, but if you can get pressure to Tom Brady and you can contain his weapons, you know, you'll, you'll be in good shape. But that's, those are two big ifs. Two big ifs. going to be a huge game for Joe Schober and the linebackers, really, to take away those uh, short routes and, and over-the-middle routes and, and kind of swing passes to the outside to, to try to limit those. And if you cover it up, you can get some coverage sacks or pressures at least, maybe. So, um, okay, Matt, let's get to our Cleveland Whiskey, clevelandwhiskey.com. Game predictions here, okay? The Browns have had two weeks to prepare. Uh, Baker's healthy. Uh, Rashard Higgins is back. Hopefully he gets in the lineup. Quick side note, Matt, like, Higgins is going to get some playing time this week, right? Like, he was available in the last game and he didn't see the field. I don't know, Andy. What? He better play! That nobody's talking about in that locker room that must have happened that led them to believe that Antonio can't catch a cold Callaway. (laughs) <laughs> is a better option than Sashi Brown's pick, Richard Hollywood Higgins. I'll give Sashi 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 Higgins. I'
you know, Callaway is going to get a million and five shots because he was a Dorsey pick uh, and Higgins is on his last leg because he wasn't. I'm starting why? to get that feeling because there's, it is absolutely inexcusable for the way that they've not used him this year. I don't know what it is, but you can't tell me that Antonio Callaway on the field having to be told by Jarvis Landry where to line up is a better option than Richard Higgins. No. No, and he has chemistry with Baker. If you don't know what the hell you're doing and you can't catch the ball, you're useless. Yeah, you can't Hello, right? Like, yeah, it makes total sense. And he has chemistry with Baker. Can we get Baker Mayfield comfortable, please? Can we give him maybe a little bit of a security blanket with his guy, Rashard Higgins? Like, how about that? How about, help your damn quarterback, please. Let's, let's think that way. Man. I'm, I'm with you buddy. on that one. I'm with I, you too, I man. don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense, but that's the situation we got right now. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Not a, lot of, not a lot with this team does make sense. There's no way, I think, over the first six weeks we thought they would be two and four. I thought three and three would be absolute worst. And realistically, they should have been four and two. Absolutely, they should have. Well, now, like I said, now you've got... Now you're sliding that tail. Now you've got to win. you get to kiss the express train right out of the bye week with the New England Patriots. Yep. And and that's the thing, Matt. That the e the quote easy schedule the rest of the year is not going to matter if you lose the next couple. So um, let's get to our Cleveland whiskey prediction. Give me your score prediction for Browns at Patriots Week Eight. I'm sorry, Andy. You're not going to be happy with me. Twenty-eight to ten, Patriots. It's not unrealistic, man. It's not unrealistic. Um, I want to say the Browns can win. I think if the game plan, you have had that extra week, Patriots on a short week, it lines up you could, but they haven't done enough to show me that they can. So I'm going to go this way. I think the Pats win, but the Browns keep it close and are respectable. 17-14 New England. I hope I am dead wrong and the Browns come out and pull off a 2010, summon your inner November 2010 Colt McCoy and Peyton Hill, give Nick Chubb the ball, run the ball like crazy, and, and pull off the upset. But I'll go with a, a close Patriot win. Um, and you can let us know on Twitter, at AndyMC81, at Matt Fleur Jancic, and uh, tag at Cleveland Whiskey as well on Instagram, and at Cleve Whiskey on, on Twitter, and check out all their great uh, cocktail recipes and where you can get their terrific products. So um, there you go, Matt. It's, uh, it, I, feel very, I feel very tentative. Not, almost not even nervous. I'm on the borderline of like accepting this is going to be a loss, which I don't like, and I wasn't expecting to feel this season. Yeah, that's never a good mindset to have going into these games. But you're the eternal optimist. I'm yeah. the realist of yeah. the crew that thinks, hey, um, all right, this team is not going in the right direction, and I don't think this is going to be the week to right the ship. But when you start joining me, I get a little concerned. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and, and you know what, hey, Baker, I love you, buddy, I do, you see, if you're, if you're watching on Twitch TV, you see all the Baker memorabilia in the background, uh, you like being the underdog, Freddie, Baker, all that, well, the world's against you, everyone thinks you guys were overhyped, and they want to shut you down, nobody believes you can win this game, well, now's the time to shock the world, who knows, right? They are at their best when their backs are against the wall and nobody believes in them. Well, it's, it's a, the same thing with the Cleveland Indians. 
Yeah. Every time that they're expected to do something positive, they falter. And they falter epically. Huh. Um, every time they're, you know, everybody thinks, oh, they'll hover around 500 or maybe a couple games a month. Yeah, 97 wins in the World Series. You know, it's the same thing with the Browns. When Baker Mayfield is coming out, you better look out because he's coming. And he's not going to back down from a challenge. I hope he's got 52 other teammates to feel the same way. I don't know who's but Jarvis Landry does. Jarvis Landry does. Oh, boy. Okay, Matt. We'll, uh, we'll keep the good thought. You'll have some great articles up on WKYC.com slash sports for this Browns versus New England game. Uh, make sure you're following along on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature and check out Cle- our buddies at Cleveland Whiskey. Uh, go to clevelandwhiskey.com. On Twitter, at Matt Fleurjansen, at AndyMC81. All right, Matt. Let's let's see what happens, big guy. Let's let's go. We'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll check in. We'll be chatting on uh, on Twitter and all that through the game. So hopefully we get a pleasant surprise for once. I'm I'm okay with a victory Monday. You know oh, that. Please, please. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later on. Thanks. All right, time to get Andy. Have a good rest of your day. All right, you too. There he goes, Matt Fleur-Jancic. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to The Doghouse, brought to you by Cleveland Whiskey on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature.